RPG for You and Me presents a special Patreon miniseries. Welcome to Silica Valley. Hmm, it's been a while since I've seen something like this. I think uh, the last one came through was one of them fanatics. You run into any of them? Fanatics? Uh, yeah, they, uh, yeah, there was a dust storm. We had a dust up with them. It's, uh, yeah, they, yeah, you know, they sandbagged. <laughs> mm. Scratches just under his nostrils. <laughs> well, you sandbagging zealots out there in the waste, making friends all over, huh? It's uh, it's uh, it's not easy being such a nice guy. No, well, you got that right. That's why you don't be a nice guy. You look out for yourself. Yeah, I've been, I've, I've, I've yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I lost them. They got to dig themselves out of a hole for a little bit, and I think, I think we'll be fine. I think, I don't, I, I'm not too worried. Uh, I, I, I got this map too. I got this map right here. Well, life is digging yourself out of a hole, so that's all well and good. What'd you bring for me, hmm? Yeah, uh, there's this uh, this thing I found, and it slides. Uh, and I think it's for slide. I don't know. And I go and grab the snowboard and bring it back. <laughs> Sia brings her skateboard. <laughs> Are you, so you got a skateboard uh, with wheels on it? Yeah. He looks between them and says, Well, one of these would be more useful than the other on sand. But it looks like a piece of wood or something. It doesn't feel like wood. You see around the edge, it's like uh, metal here along this 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 side, like the the nose, right? Yeah, and then there's these, yeah, and the bind these where you, the, the, my feet won't fit. Um, the snowboard has uh like the little spots where you would click into place your your boots. You know, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Except gotcha. yeah, they're they're shaped for human feet, and I I not my feet. He says, oh, no, no, I think this is a, this is a more of a, a torture device. You know, you put your, you get somebody and you put them in there and they can't move. It's very old fashioned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, oh, and hey, this, this seemed, just seemed, just seemed fun. And I go back and I grab out the uh, hula statue. <laughs> I forgot about that. I wanted you to have this. Oh, very nice. A limited edition. Are you giving that to him, you said? Yes, it's a present. Oh, okay. Let's see here. Man, he, wow, he is very knowledgeable about these things that you're hitting. Oh my god. He got a 21 uh, to identify the hula. So maybe he maybe he likes collecting bobbleheads or like hula oh. hula thingies. Because... Listen, Sada said I have a very specific fetish <laughs> <laughs> for hula statues. Yeah. Bring me more. His eyes widen greedily. Maybe that is his thing. I mean, if he repairs vehicles and, you know, collects scrap, then there's got to be a bunch of them out there that have yeah, weird ornamental thingies on maybe just dashboard toys. Yeah, that's it. So he likes dashboard toys. So you give that to him. Oh, you thought of your old pal Vigo, hmm? Yeah, it looks fun. He pokes it in the hip and watches it bobble and just goes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, kid. All right. I'm good too excited. Hobbles okay, okay, over. 
starts taking steps and he, he has a very wide back and forth way of walking just with, you know, the not very parallel steps. So uh, he makes slow going, but heads to a desk in the back and puts it up on a shelf where you can see that there's a, a bunch of other things like hood ornaments and things in various states of disrepair, shininess. Maybe he busts some of them. This is a wonderful collection. Oh, you like it? Yeah. So you won't see another one quite like it. I've never seen one before anyway. Mm. So you said you ran into some of those zealots out there, hmm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we lost them. We lost them. Oh, well, they, did they try to convince you to go with them? Go with them? No, they, they didn't. Uh, they just didn't want me to have that really nice hula statue that I felt just needed to be on your shelf. Oh, that's surprising. I'd, I didn't think they'd care about something like this. Hmm. He shrugs. While you guys are talking, he's all, he always tries to busy himself with something. He's always trying to multitask. It doesn't mean he does it very well. <laughs> right. But uh, he's not the type to just sit and talk, it seems. You get anything in on the, uh, the, this, that, that, that bleaky box, uh, about, uh, work, uh, for me? Mm. Well, I got something brewing right now. I don't think it's quite ready, but, um, there's always something to be done, I'm sure. How long have you been gone? Like, how often do you stop back in the hub? Or how much time do you spend with the tribe versus in the hub or moving around? Oh, I think I basically spend most of my time at the hub and... Any time I spend with the tribe is when it's necessary. I'm when you know I, I should go, or when someone comes to look uh, beckoning for me, or anything like that. But I'm more preoccupied with the modern world in front of me than uh, the more traditional atmosphere of the tribe. But I think I've been here this morning when I left with Sia. Right, gotcha. So he he knew that you were going out to do something, but maybe not the specifics of what it was. Hmm. Well. Nothing really new since this morning, but uh, I've got my ear to the ground, and uh, I've I've got a few ideas myself. As soon as I have a better picture, uh, you're the first one I'll tell, boy. Okay, 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 cool, 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 cool. Uh, <laughs> did you uh have any of those maps? Uh, I kind of wanted to peruse over and compare them to this uh this one I got here that I uh, found uh, with that uh prism polish. Oh, you and your maps. He, oh, man, there's so much in them. He goes over to uh, maybe he just has a drawer of papers, just wrenches it open, starts pulling handfuls of stuff out, and says, "Well, you want to look through? Be my guest." Thanks, man. Thanks. Mm. His eyes are already back on the hula. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, how are my credits doing, man? No credits. Yeah, you know, you know, from the that that the work that I do. No, you You're call that the, work. Well, I mean, this I mean, this this was a, a job, but it wasn't like a paying job. But, you know, I was just wondering, you know, I just uh, wanted to take uh, my uh, uh, associate uh, from uh, Pantheon uh, over to uh, get some AC for her because she is uh, uh, she's looking uh, a bit hot. She makes a very weary finger gun when a. Mm. If he handles money and credits for you, then yeah, I think uh, if if you leave money with him, he would certainly dole it out to you as you request, at least, you know, in reasonable amounts. But 
you guys have at least some working relationship where you help him with certain things around here from time to time, and then he is your contact through Pantheon, essentially, to give you that work when it's available, so... Yeah, yeah, he he can. Uh, I think for what we're doing here, we're probably just going to use the the wealth system as an optional rule yeah, from Savage yeah. Worlds. I like dealing with that in in more abstract. So, do we talk about how that functions? Or are you familiar with how it functions? Oh yeah, yeah. I have a, a dice, and then that covers how much I have. And every time I make a big purchase, it could make the dice go down one dice size. And yeah, yep, you got it. Yeah. So, so uh, you know. I'm just like trying to establish also like demonstrate in front of Sia that like there's this guy manages a little bit more than I like I'm not part like I'm not as savvy to uh, the whole Pantheon thing as uh, most agents would be. So maybe he looks to Sia and says, oh, so this is the Pantheon agent. Hmm? Oh, yes, sir. What brings you the whole way out here? I just, you know, looking for some stuff. She squints at him a little bit, mm. trying to look very like mysterious about it. He doesn't care. He's oh, okay. <laughs> he just he I shrugs think she, and lets she it visibly go. deflates a little bit. Yeah, he, he, this guy this guy does not care at My all. Air of mystery. To, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mystery. Yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> I think she pulls out her tablet from her backpack and is like, "How are you getting a signal out here? Mine's been very squiffy since going through that big sand barrier." Oh, this technology, big and squiffy. <laughs> she looks a bit more put out <laughs> at that dismissal. He jerks a thumb behind him. There's a, a CB radio, probably very similar to the one that uh, Set has in his vehicle for picking up, uh, you know, longer communications, especially in messier situations like this. Didn't know yeah, like a ham radio, radio set up. Yeah, like a ham radio. I think that's where I'm not versed in radio stylings person. Ham. Wow, wow, wow. He'll look to Sia and say, well, I hope you find something so we can all get paid. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Oh, so you didn't find anything? No, we found we found some things. I have some very nice sunglasses now. Mm. He, uh, she oh, puts yeah, them yeah, on yeah, yeah. Cool, cool girl style. <laughs> Uh, uh, I like, um, I was like, oh, look, check, check some of this out. And I pull out one of the tapes and stick it in my tape player, press play, hold it up. And I imagine there might be like a, an external speaker that I can have when I don't have headphones plugged into it. It starts playing it for him. Yeah, I got a bunch of these. What kind of music is it? Oh, I don't know. Uh, let's roll a dice. Yeah, do it. Yeah. I don't know. I've I've come to love more and more just randomly generated stuff, you yeah. know, just in the moment, see what happens and see what comes out of it. That's always a lot of fun. Uh, classical music. Let's see, what would his reaction to classical music be? Oh, it sounds very boring, but I'm glad you're entertained by it. Different. We don't sing like this back at the tribe. Well, maybe there's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. She <laughs> actually really likes classical music. She doesn't know how much she uh, likes this guy. <laughs> if I notice Sia, like, eyes perk up to it a little bit. I was like, y- y- you want this one? Oh, I don't have anything to can play it. Let's just let, let's let it play. Let's walk around. Let's, let's, let's go get something, something to eat. <laughs> These youths with their boom box. <laughs> Bob in the head. Oh, man, this is, yeah, this is different. He'll go and get some credits and pay them out to you. I don't think he makes a habit of, like, stiffing you or overtly taking advantage of you. Set has 
only a fundamental knowledge of, you know, currency and how all those things work based on what we've discussed. I will tell you as a player that he doesn't intentionally rip you off like this is not a financially abusive relationship, but maybe he takes some liberties at times. Skims a little off the top. Yeah, you know, as, you know finder's fee. As is, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe 10. Hmm. Maybe a little bit more, who knows? Yeah, maybe 10. Yeah. <laughs> takes um, his cut. He'll get your credits for you. Your wealth die is functionally a, a D6 right now, just as the standard, mm-hmm. because you don't have edges that hurt or help it. If you have stuff that you would want to sell to others, we can certainly talk about rewards or bumping that up even temporarily. If you go to buy stuff from the uh, the Alaricorp vending machines, that would be something you could spend it on. But for trivial mm-hmm. stuff like paying for a little bit of air conditioning, that I wouldn't, you know, dock anything like that from your actual Ooh. funds. Unless that's how rare it is. Who knows? Alara coins. Alara bucks. Oh, yeah. They have their own currency that like half of their stores don't even accept. <laughs> it's, the worst. it's fun money. Fun buck. He'll get you that as you guys are making your way out. He says... There's a lot of junk around here that needs scrubbing. Okay. Uh, mm, you, you, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll get to that right after we get a bite to eat. Okay, man? He makes a non-committal noise and then goes back to what he was doing, turns around and leaves you to it. You see him look at the hula one more time and just goes, <laughs> as he disappears <laughs> under the, the truck. Is he your boss? I thought you were a Pantheon agent. Hey, oh, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I've only been doing this for a little bit. He kind of showed me how to do it. He, he set up my profile for me. Or... That's good of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, He's not from here, I don't think. No? I don't ask too many questions. I don't think I, I he continue. would answer them. <laughs> Just from his whole deal. He answered a couple, especially when I first showed up. I didn't even know how to, like, these touch screens, like the one you got. I, they're kind of weird, man. Ah, they're rotten out here anyway. Yeah. Well, there's some hardwired stuff once in a while that, that kind of works. It's the silt builds up and everything. Well, the barrier wall probably doesn't help at all with that. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been on the other side of that. So could you remind us what the barrier wall is? Uh, the barrier wall is what Sia had to come through to get to here. It's just a giant sandstorm border that has quarry lightning going on inside it. Some of the sand particles are like crushed up quarry pebbles or crystals. Mm -hmm. So it's very conductive and very dangerous. So maybe the shuttle that ferried her here is a little better protected. Gotcha. It's not wise. Maybe it is subterranean. Maybe it's a tunnel. Very nice. I didn't realize that you had come through that to get here. Oh yeah. I thought that was sort of like on the far side blocking wherever was beyond that. I just assumed it was on around most of the desert. Both. I like Why that not? even better. Yes. It's very, it's a, you know, it's a video game area. He <laughs> <laughs> got an area transition. Absolutely. That's great. Head up to the, um, the honeycomb. Okay. Get my friend, some air conditioning. Absolutely. You get to the honeycomb. There's probably a couple other patrons just scattered around here. I figure there are probably some familiar faces that you would have seen at least once or twice here. I don't know how friendly you are with people in general or how well-known you want to be here. Uh, I think um, kind of a naive, like, outside, not kind of an outsider. Uh, you know, people know I am uh, I came in from a tribe, and I don't know how many of those people would be from the tribe. We haven't really discussed how uh, dispersed the tribe is in the area. Well, let's talk about your tribal structure for a minute here, then. We, we haven't gotten heavily into that so far. 
the impression that I got is that there is like a core tribe of members who are all in and that is their life and that's their community and that's what they live and breathe and do. And then there's sort of a more peripheral layer to the tribe of associates or affiliates who are kind of members and do contribute but don't like live there and work there day by day or just kind of come and go as they please and that that yeah, was more it might the... be like some of the family members and like how farms are set up like where a lot of times people leave the farm and establish their own life and some people stay behind and mind the farm yeah that, i think that makes perfect sense so where does a uh, set fit within that structure basically he was intending to stay at the farm and then um, was kind of set up for that but then found the hub when he was out doing stuff and liked that better he found he found something else and he just uh, was drawn to it in a way that wasn't expected somewhat also didn't jive with what the plan was maybe there was some training or teaching or expectations that were gonna fall on his shoulders, maybe like the eldest son of a family that had a particular role. And then he drifted away from that and it's caused a little bit of a, a soft tension between the, uh, the tribe and the families uh, of the role he was supposed to fill that he hasn't. Okay, I really like that. Um, I, that was one of my next questions is we didn't really talk too much about his past or his history or if he grew up there as a member of it and drifted away or if he has always been an outsider and just kind of on the edge and we don't have to get into all that right now but i think that's a, a really good place uh, for future items that might come up but that all sounds really cool so as far as other tribe members i think uh you covered that pretty well and that you know there are some people who go out to vie for themselves or just drift away entirely or eventually come back so you might run into other people uh, at the hub on occasion and I think there are other tribes out in the wastes as well, but every tribe is different and has its own structure and, you know, comings and goings. So I don't think there's like a number of people that you would expect to see here on the regular. And I don't think there's anybody from your tribe that's here this second. Yeah, but I think uh, definitely B would know me from coming in and out. Probably was very curious about a lot of the foods that I ran into at the hub when I first got here. What can you tell me about B? And this is... I use the ally personality table uh, and I rolled um, 18 for fearless. So maybe when we show up, B is working on something in a very haphazard and not safe way. Repairing a grill. Reminds me of a particular time. Uh, I didn't realize how unsafe it was. I had a job. I was the dishwasher and uh, moved my way up from there, but they used to have me clean the hoods above the, the oven and the uh, grill and uh, the burners. And they would just throw baking sheets over the noodle boiler, which is basically a deep fryer, but they just put water in there and put noodles in there to boil it. And I, I fell in it once, um, burned oh, my no. leg pretty badly up to uh, just uh, halfway up my shin, basically third degree burns or oh maybe second Oof. degree but yeah it was bad but uh, it was literally just a baking sheet over a, a, a rolling boiler oh my god so i imagine just like there's just this sheet of metal half set over maybe a deep fryer or a boiler or something uh probably deep fryer oil instead of water because of maybe water being scarce here and maybe it's also half over a grill that's got fire going and this person's just standing on top of it just wiping away at some of the stuff just above it Maybe they're very short, too, uh, like half as tall as a standard person. 
Maybe they're a Yara, so they can like angle themselves really well, even though they're tinier, to get into the, the yeah. hood and whatnot. Bees are bees. Maybe it's an insectoid. Uh, more of a literal interpretation of that. <laughs> that bee might not even be the real name. It might be the nickname, the obvious on the nose nickname. I like it. Yeah, that, that feels appropriate to me. So they're very long and spindly and maybe a little shiny. Yes. Yeah, but, like, like yellow jacket. Yeah. But she, so what I'm hearing is she has more of a Lepaco build. She herself is tinier, but... <laughs> a live Lepaco. A live Lepaco. <laughs> is one of yeah. Lepaco's hindrances small? Yes. Nice. And maybe like uh, some folded transparent wings that a bee would have, so... You guys walk in. Uh, there are a couple of patrons seated around underneath the awning outside, but you guys are actually going into the structure here. B poised up above one of the griddles. You can see the oil bubbling and sputtering up against the metal plating right beneath her, and there's a, a surge of fire that whooshes into the air as one of the cooks continues cooking. She looks over as the bell dings when you guys enter, haphazardly wiping away at a stain with one hand and waving with the other. Imagine she's got a positive disposition overall. Very busy, you know, always on the move. A busy, a busy bee. <laughs> I walk in. Hey, B. Hey, uh, is the, the the air blower working over there? Please say yes. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. The air conditioning is always ready. You just need to pay into it. <laughs> you know, air air's not yeah, free yeah. around here. No, not the cold air. Not that kind. Nope. And uh, yeah, so I take a seat at the booth. I imagine grab the. Is it a card or how are credit? What do credits look like? Uh, that depends. Is it like a physical currency here in the desert as opposed to like a credit card, like chit kind of thing? I feel, I mean, I feel like both exist, but it, out here it would probably make more sense if it was a hard currency rather than electronic. Because... Maybe she made a transfer earlier when she got here at like a different vending machine where she was like, boop, boop, and it gave her like <laughs> just a handful of loose coins. All right. Yeah. So you got, it, it's a coin currency. Let's just uh, leave it hey, at that could for the, now. Uh coins be octagonal yeah absolutely yeah yeah b bucks just slap a few of those in there and then get the cold air blowing on see ya maybe like, uh, uh, one, uh... Of the, one of the other patrons who'd been two tables away just tries to stealthily move their stuff to be right behind you and then is just leaning back a little farther than they should against the back of your booth See, it's crammed uh, into this booth. Roll common knowledge to see if I know who the deadbeat is leaning up against us. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> Come here. D4. There we go. I blew up a six to an eight. Success with a raise. <laughs> is it the shuttle driver? <laughs> Let's say it's the shuttle driver who's here on a break. Uh, his name's Rudder. Like a like the rudder on a ship. Yeah, Rudder. That's, that's really clever. Shuttle driver. Tell me something interesting about Rudder Alley. He's a very surly looking Axian. He doesn't look like he's doing too well without moisture either. <laughs> kind of salamandery, like very round, very wide features. Gotcha. I like it. Maybe very bright green. Bright green. Very out of place here. Yeah. So yeah, impossible to miss. <laughs> so you see, and he's dressed in his shuttle uniform, picks his plate up and back. It doesn't turn to face you guys, just picks it up and takes a step back and then slides into the booth a little bit closer, leans back and you can hear a, <sighs> <laughs> are you gonna call him out on it or are you letting him have this? C is too happy to have AC. No, I just like kind of glance sideways, like tilt the head, you know, like curious dog, look over <laughs> at him. 
nod my head, bob my head a little bit, and then uh, get back there and then maybe grab a menu and start looking at it. Well, if this is like a standard diner, then my mind always goes to traditional diner food, but I don't know what would be scarce out here in the desert. There's definitely game and animal life that can be hunted. Beetle eggs. Beetle eggs. <laughs> I don't know how much of the stuff um, they procure themselves or is shipped in, you know, from other settlements. So I figure there's probably a little bit of a split there. Some people probably, you know, maybe make not make a living, but make extra scratch by going out and hunting and bringing back the supplies to sell for use. There's probably some more traditional dishes like pancakes or waffles that are made with wheat and flour. Non-perishables. Non-perishables, yeah, but I think any kind of vegetation or meat would be stuff that is endemic to this environment. Trailblazer meat, those cactus scorpions, delectable insectoid meat, mm. beetle eggs. I like the idea behind that. Sia doesn't know how she'd feel about eating a scorpion on account of her legs and her tail. <laughs> How do you think the presentation varies? Like, is this the type of place where they would actually bring you something that looks like normal food, or would they just, like, steam a scorpion and slap it on a plate and put it in front of you? Hmm. I imagine they have fry baskets. You get a basket full of, instead of, like, fried shrimp or chicken tenders, it'd be, like, beetle eggs. Or scorp fritters. <laughs> just a bunch of little scorpions, like crickets or ants, probably more likely than crickets since it's the desert. There can be crickets. Why not? Or they could have, like, the jumbo crickets, which are, you know, like, locust. The big good ones, you know? Caliwo. Caliwo. You'll have a basket of fries. Okay. Just brings you a pile of fried scorpions and beetle eggs. Oh. oh like, it's like the sampler platter. <laughs> you know, fried. You know, the fried basket. And they just put all the little things in there. Yeah, I don't know if there's much in the way of, like, animal husbandry out here. They probably have some tanks where they can, you know, have a breeding population of lizards or scorpions or something like that. Crickets that they could then use. So maybe maybe there's a room in the back that's just filled with tanks of crickets and stuff. Oh, you hear one and it swings open. It's cheep, 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 Yeah, just... <laughs> I mean, yeah, they might even farm some lizards too. Maybe what they bring out are just like lizards on a stick, deep fried, so you can just pull yeah. them out of the basket. <laughs> there's also like desert hares and some mammalian populations out in the desert. But, you know, it's sci-fantasy world, so you could say that there's uh, static electricity sheep that fly through the air. Like That's true. <laughs> I do love that idea now. <laughs> Deep fried trailblazer wings, but like the wings are very big, so it's just like a party platter that comes out to them. I like that. So mm. it's just one wing that they kind of break apart together. I like it. I feel like tr the higher end menu item, you know? Oh, yeah, we have to catch these. Yeah, I would agree with that. And you would certainly know that trailblazers are difficult to catch or difficult to even kill unless you sneak up on them because they can just go so fast when they want to. Came in on a good day. Yeah. So, yeah, it might not even be uh, something that's regularly available. It might just be a special item that's only on the menu, you know, when somebody go comes bad through. today. <laughs> They're like, we gotta get out of here. It's a daily, it's a special. It's today's special. Ooh. Today's special. Yeah, I think I'll uh, order the special because that sounds maybe my mouth watering like that's a, uh, a it was a treat food that we used to eat back at the tribe that it's not usually in. Yeah, you put in your order. B will eventually make her way out with a platter and put it in front of you and just say, oh, well, it's as fresh as it's going to get. Hope you enjoy. Oh, thank you. She'll put it down for your enjoyment. I imagine that uh, trailblazers have a, a built in spiciness to them very greasy, like a duck, but very large. 
I think the grease makes sense given that they produce this organic oil so it's just in everything. Mm -hmm. like, almost fries itself. Yeah. B puts one cactus flower on each plate as like a garnish. Yeah. Or uh, what is it? Prickly pear fruit too? It's juicy. It's refreshing. It's like how they put celery sticks on hot wing plates. <laughs> Prickly pear there fruit. You go. I like yeah. that. That's fun. Oh man, I imagine just having this giant like turkey drumstick leg size hot wing, basically. <laughs> Truly well-earned eats. See it start tearing in because she, she she did a lot today, a lot more than usual, you know. So she's happy to get some food and says, so are we going to go on that path thing? And she wiggles a finger at your bag where your info is. I start laying out the map. Like I'm like eating the, some of the bird in one hand and I'm wiping my hands off and kind of creating a mess with like napkins and the map sprawled out and like trying to look at stuff and figure out an idea of the lay of the land and how the pre-zero map compares to the little pamphlet map that they gave me back at the kiosk that we went to. Usually when you're dealing with paperwork and stuff like that or maps or things, uh, it would fall back on research. But given that this mm -hmm. is like a map of the region, I could also see it, you know, potentially being survival. And I, I was hoping to use survival as like a navigational uh, skill. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. here. You're, you're not really like looking for information so much as you're trying to get these maps to correlate data, which I think does fall under survival. I'm cool with that. Uh, then, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to roll for survival. Please do. And I don't think my survival knife really applies right here. Unless <laughs> if you using, can, actually, I could use the compass in the butt. Yeah, if you can, uh, if you can find a way that it would it would work, I'm certainly open to the idea of using it. Yeah, Got I there. like the idea of just using the compass to kind of like orient myself to the maps and to like trying to recognize the pre-zero landscape to the um I, um I imagine a lot of these maps are more like hand-drawn notes or like cryptographed like from hearsay and estimation more so than like aerial photography or anything like that gotcha okay yeah i think given the the status of everything it would probably be at a minus two to be able to get like more sense of direction but you can have your plus one on that so it's a net minus one okay cool thank you i have a three and a one and I'm going to spend one Benny. Sure. Just a four. You can definitely spot a couple of major landmarks uh, on the old world map that correlate to, you know, places that you've been or are aware of. So you can start using that to try to triangulate, you know, where some of these destinations might be. You are able to get a good sense of where the next location is you know that it heads in the vicinity of a like a rocky canyony mesa type place that according to the old world map it is labeled as the cobalt coast and it looks like it's a very large lake maybe not quite great lakes size but substantial okay yeah like a, just one of those massive lakes where you refer to the coastline as the coast instead of the lakeside mm-hmm like that big lake in Red Dead too. What you go around the whole time? Yeah. As I'm eating and making it like uh, cleaning myself up and trying to not get fingerprints on the borrowed maps I'm using at the moment, maybe failing a little bit at that. She at, at, uh, through the mouthful of food, I'm like, oh yeah, I think it was around here and right there. Yeah, that's a... yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I, I know which way we can start driving. It's, uh, it seems to 
head to uh, this lake over here that's uh, kind of rocky out that way. A rocky lake? Well, I mean, the, the landscape's uh, a little bit uh, less sandy, a little bit more uh, craggy, you know? Uh, I, I don't really, but I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I think this is probably a place uh, that Set has not actually been himself. Probably been to the edge of the region, so you can see how it begins to change from desert to more rocky terrain. Uh, but maybe it's not somewhere that you've been yourself yet. Yeah, there might be like yonderly, it, uh, like there's like more rock structures start coming up out of the dunes. And you know, if you continue that way, you're going to get into some of the that type of land. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. How far is it? Should we go get some supplies from the machines? Mm, definitely. It's going to be too much longer. Uh, yeah. Um, Doug, would we need uh, extra fuel or anything like that? It would probably take at least a couple of hours of driving. You would definitely need to stock up on supplies, I would think, or at least refuel or something like that before going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, well, uh, oh, I might have to do some work, clean up a little bit over at the shop uh, to, to barter for the fuel to get us out there. But I think, uh, yeah, we can we can sort this out. Sounds good. Gives me some time to synthesize these samples. Perfect. Uh, what samples? She got some blood from those little dudes. Some blood. You know. what, were, what were they called? The meerkat? Uh, they dudes? were. I just had this pulled up. Surlaps, I think. Surlaps. Surlaps. That sounds right. I think just as she takes out of one of her belt pouches, just a little vial of gross blood and just kind of wiggles it in the light for her. Like, yeah, got something nice. You guys can uh, enjoy your delicious meal that uh, I think will be covered under your your normal wealth in this circumstance. I'm not going to make you roll for a fancy meal. <laughs> this time. This time. One freebie. <laughs> but yeah, if you are uh, wanting to make a couple extra bucks, something that we had talked about before was uh, what you had called your day job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just got one question. Does the scrap shack handle fueling or is there like a fuel station? I think there probably is a fuel station. Maybe it's owned by the scrap shack. So maybe it's sort of rolled into everything there. Mm -hmm. Like someone owns the fueling entity. So it would either be the scrap shack or uh, the hive or Olericorp. But I don't think that Oleracorp really controls that out here. I don't think they have that much of a presence. So my idea would it would probably be Vigo. Vigo probably handles the fuel or he handles the junk and the vehicles and stuff. So it makes sense if he handles that too. Cool. So maybe it's like a separate, you know, a fueling uh, structure that's separate from the scrap shack. But he's still the the purveyor. I'm imagining just like one of those big sheets overhangs. Yeah, exactly. That was my mind as well. Yeah. Or we could go old school and have it, you know, be like the the oval coming up out of the ground. What? Like the, the dispensers themselves are just like the... Is that a thing? Yeah. The, know, uh, the 50s. Yeah, the old stuff. They didn't have a rain cover on them. They just put them out there. Yeah. Huh. That's wild. Yeah, it's shade. basically the same. It just, you know, looked older. <laughs> gotcha. Um... But yeah, if that's uh, if that's something you'd like to do, you can certainly get to work. You had mentioned. Um, well, why don't you tell me a little bit about how Set makes his, He's a his pump. bucks? He's a pump jockey. Does he work for tips? <laughs> yeah, uh, I I work for tips, pump jockey, detailing. Uh, yeah, so because he has a uh, the innate ability to um, pull and manipulate 
find particulates and sand. He uses that to uh, deep clean out vehicles and complex machinery, anything like that, where it would um, gum up or clog up anything that was operating. So it's kind of made him useful to Vigo uh, right off the bat when he came in with his ability to do something that would normally just be, you know, meticulous and tedious to clean something out set can take care of in a matter of minutes. I'm imagining the first time he comes through and Vigo's like, so show me what you can do. Do you have any skills? And he just like rips all of the sand out of one whole car and Vigo's like, that's all right. And he turns around and we see a, a happy tear roll down his cheek like, oh, yes. His dirty, dirty cheek. <laughs> yeah. Single line of cleanliness. I don't have yeah. to do that anymore. Oh. <laughs> Like he's got like he had an air compressor that he uh, yeah. like <laughs> I put out of work that just had an air hose that he just uh, <laughs> then yeah I'll finish up my meal and clap my hands together rub my tummy thank B profusely and then head on over to Vigo's little shack. Do you try to pull people over to the, like the main structure for detailing or do you try to head them off when they're like getting their gas or? Well, I'm going to check in with Vigo and see if he has anything in the shop that he needs me to handle first and foremost, you know, like something he's working on or anything like that. Because you said he said something about cleaning. But then I think I also will, like, kind of hang out around the gas pumps to see if anyone pulls up and has anything, you know, like just like 10 credit sign, like detail work or uh, maybe for 20 credits, like air filter cleaning type of stuff for the vehicle itself. Gotcha. Yeah. You make your way back over to Vigo's and... the. The thing is, there's always something that needs to be cleaned. I figure he probably has a couple of generators that, you know, keep a lot of the power on and running that uh, would need the more regular maintenance. He's probably got a couple of vehicles that he's actively working on that he wants you to degunk or just pull all the stuff out of. So for that, why don't we make it... This would probably just be an essence roll for you because that's your arcane background and that's your skill that you're activating to pull it. So why don't you give me three different rolls and I'll say the first one is at no penalty the second one will be at minus two and the third one will be at minus four and then your cumulative successes from all of that will tell us how well all of this went and uh, maybe what what effect it'll have on your funds yeah Uh, essence is a d8 okay cool okay the first one is a five nice okay Second one is a five minus two. So that's a three. Okay. And then the third one is a four minus four, which is a zero. Okay. The failure to me isn't that you fail to do it. It's more just how much do you get through in the time that you have or how thorough is the job. It could still mean that you, you know, pull a lot out, but there's still more that will need to be pulled out at a later time, or maybe the job isn't fully completed. But with one success on there, I think that probably covers what he's doled out to you in credits, so it probably doesn't have a significant effect on your overall fund situation. Yeah. But what are some of the objects that you... Can you give me just, like, one or two descriptions of you pulling stuff out of other stuff? I think the first thing I do is like go to the like maybe the solar panels on the roof and I just like blow those all clean. And that's why it was so easy. It's literally a flat surface, just just clearing everything out flat. Mm-hmm. The second thing, maybe just cleaning out the inside of the, the interior of the garage and blowing everything out of there. 
And then the last one was me trying to, with all the nooks and crannies and that type of stuff. And then everything, the last one was like maybe a motor that was being worked on that's got a lot of complex geometry in it and just trying to pull everything out of there uh, without pulling it so fast that it like wears on any of the tolerances. And so that's the one that's much more complex. And because of that, I only get so far on it. Gotcha. Vigo comes over while you're doing it and gives you a skeptical glance as he sees, you know, the the debris that's being blown out of it and says, oh, shouldn't this be a little bit cleaner? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just getting tired now. Uh, I gotta, I gotta rest up for a little bit if I'm gonna try and do this again. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to break anything. I mean, uh, again. <laughs> Man, you break it, you bought it. Yeah, but yeah, I know. I remember uh, <laughs> that viscerally. He rubs his fingers together in a muddy sign and says, "All right." <laughs> But yeah, I didn't get a critical failure, so I imagine I didn't do that. But yeah, that's literally all my PowerPoints gotcha. is to cast that three times. You said you used all of your PowerPoints for that? Well, yeah, if I'm using sand shaping uh, specifically, it's a five PowerPoint thing. If I'm just using like sand cloud I or gotcha. like okay. that, or sand I mean, storm. I think some of that can ride. Like you don't have to deplete your entire stores for that. And some of that's more thematic, so I'm, I'm cool with that. Okay. Maybe while Set's doing that, Sia doesn't really know what to do on her... <laughs> regular work day where she can't go anywhere so i think she goes over to vigo and is like do you need a uh a hand with anything i i do a lot of i can repair things i can help with that you can and he looks pointedly at your hands she uh deftly pulls into one of her belt pouches and pulls out a custom tool spins it around one of her slightly beefier fingers he narrows his eyes at you and says, I don't like freelancers touching my stuff. Well, you got a lot of stuff in here that kind of looks like a heap. Uh, I was going to make a joke, but then I remembered uh, I changed the name of the structure from the Jeep heap to the scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, Jeep is an actual brand. Maybe it shouldn't be named <laughs> after a brand. Yeah, he, uh, Go ahead and um, give me a persuasion. See if you can persuade him to... Let you work. D4 minus one. Can I cast boost trait on myself for persuasion? (laughs) Do you have boost trait? I do. I'll let you cast that beforehand. Sure. Why not? You you could have anticipated this and done it beforehand. You didn't, but you could have. I could have. That's a five. So I get a D6 minus one persuasion this time. Oh my. That's a four. Nice. He peers at you with those suspicious eyes a moment longer. She flicks up her shades that she's still wearing. (laughs) They're so old. Yeah, glances over your traveling attire. Just don't break anything. You break it, you bought it. I heard. (laughs) She probably was eavesdropping when he was talking to Seth. I don't trust corpos to handle my stuff. Corpos? Aren't you like all but wearing your name tag? Like you're, my Pantheon name tag? Well, I mean, you're clearly an outsider here, right? Well, clearly an outsider, but he doesn't he doesn't know her background. I mean, she's you wearing on, she's wearing armor. Would was was your Pantheon background have having anything to do with that? Because he does also work like on the Pantheon stuff. So. I don't think so. Okay, then never mind. Then he, he doesn't. He, he say might that. know it's a new account, though. Gotcha. Says, oh well, you look pretty fresh to me. 
Well, someone has to be. And she looks pointedly at his grubby self. I think he just reaches a finger off and wipes it down your shirt. Oh. There's just a dark stain on your, your brand new getup. Swats at his hand, makes a meaty slap sound. Not like a hard slap, just a thwack. Sure. All right, well, you do any good work, I'll, I'll give you something for it. Sounds fair. She wanders over to something. Are you going to try to do good work? Uh, yeah, she's going to boost trait like repair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give it a shot. That's a, that's a nine to boost my repair, so that bumps me up to a D10 repair. Correct. Wow. Okay. How many rolls should I make? Now, does your... I'll, I'll just ask for one from you. Um, does your repair get a penalty for your all thumbs for being Yara? Is that... Um, see, I don't know. We talked about that because I wanted her to be able to repair stuff if she broke it. Was, right. Because she's, it's mostly fine tools, like stuff that gives her trouble, but I don't know. Okay, and you, you. Well, you did specify that you wanted to have a tool custom made for Yara to be able to do that, so I'll say no no penalty in this case. Um, actually, no no penalty from you being a Yara, but let's, for your one, hmm, I'll let you determine the difficulty. How, how much, are you trying to impress him? Or are you trying to make a buck? What do you want to do here? Uh, why not both? Okay, so... You tell me what penalty you want to roll at, and then if you succeed, you'll get an appropriate... Can I roll to minus four? Sure. I'm going to Benny that. <laughs> okay. It's a four and a two. I'm going to Benny it again. Oh, my God. I have all these Bennies. I got to mm -hmm. spend them. It's true. Many Benny. Ah, that's a crit fail. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> that's twice Oof. the session already. Well, you're pulling divid you're making uh set look much better by comparison, which is really any wingman's job. Okay, can I flavor this? Like she's it looks like she's doing a really good job for like she's under a car on a creeper. Or she's on her skateboard <laughs> that oh she God. has. <laughs> and maybe while she's like trying to pry something open under a car, the wheels on her skateboard crumble to dust under her and it fucks her up enough that she like gets a face full of oil because she's just ripped something very vital out of it. Mm -hmm. It's just under it sputtering. Uh, when you move yourself out from there on your non-existent wheels, there's just a scraping of wood as you emerge from beneath this vehicle. <coughs> Vigo is standing there and says, so will that be cash or credit? Do you take B-Bucks? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can have a money back for that. Vigo will. So I think you either owe Vigo some money or some work. Probably owe some money or some work, yeah. Or some but work. why not both? You guys haggle out the the details of how you're going to repay him. I think she has just a very already grubby towel that she's just smearing around her face, getting grubbier. Oh, now you look like you belong here. Oh, good. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so set. You finish your work for Vigo, and you are. If you'd like to go ply your trade elsewhere, you're certainly welcome to. 
Yeah, I'd like to maybe uh, go around and check in with any of the other the, the people, like if they have solar panels or anything, uh, maybe knock on the door and see if I can hustle up some work. I would imagine that might be a persuasion role of some sort. I think as far as like work to be done around here, you probably already have a pre-existing arrangement with Vigo and B, and uh, they're probably the only two who actually own anything here who might actually who might hire you to do that aside from people who are just coming in with their vehicles. Mm -hmm. So I think that's appropriate. Maybe we even roll that into what you've done for Vigo. Basically, I check in with everyone and do my rounds in the community. That I guess it, it would just be like a waiting thing where I just got a sign, kind of dance, uh, like holding up. Buskin. Yeah, I, buskin. I think that's exactly what it is. And I'm going to ask for one persuasion role and one performance role here. Okay. Because I think catching somebody with a sign is it requires a little bit of performance. Yeah, I'll go ahead and roll for the performance at a D4 minus two. Uh, and again, I, failure doesn't mean that you fail to do it. It's more just uh, how how compelling uh, what you're doing is. And I rolled uh, a one and a zero. So okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like kind of half lazy in the heat, just maybe almost dripped off to sleep in, while I'm holding the sign up, like leaned up against something and not not the most enthusiastic while I'm doing it. I'm just like, yeah, man. Yeah, I'll clean your thing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, do you have the persuasion? Uh, and I'll go ahead and roll persuasion now. Does my minus one for uh, my irregular mouth? Yeah, that one applies. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. Uh, and I got a two and a one, so. Gotcha. After the penalties. So, yep, uh, I don't, I'm not the most chatty right now, too. Maybe I'm just a little uh, jolted up and like, talking a mile a minute like I kind of have been this afternoon. There are a couple of people that uh, pull up to the pumps to refuel their vehicles while you're out here. The first one is a large bullfrog-esque Axion Karnik. Pulls up in maybe, it's like a VW van looking deal, but he himself <laughs> appears to be dressed in finer attire, so he gets out uh, to fill up the van and sees you uh, plying your trade, but does not wish to partake <laughs> just uh, uh given your current enthusiasm state maybe he tries to spin the sign like once <laughs> yeah, maybe i'm like drinking a soda oh no i like walking up to him and like cracking a can of jolt and like it spatters in his face when i do it unintentionally and it's just maybe uh, an original jolt so maybe it's like a hyper orange or something like that uh to match uh <laughs> um the, the energy bolt gets <laughs> off very nice and just splashes on him. I'm like, hey, man, yeah. And then I start like drinking it in front of him in the middle of my conversation and then uh, somewhat insult his car. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that like looks like your thing's uh, been around the block around here, uh, packed down with all that sand in the in the grill and uh, everything. And uh, looks like a real uh, heap. You know, you want me to give that once over, get it uh, nice and uh, uh, nice and, and fresh for you? He looks dubious uh, until you come over and crack the soda, and then he looks incredulous. <laughs> and he just says, Heap! That is no heap! That's a fine vehicle, and I won't have you touching it. Could I do so? Could I do so? <laughs> I said good day. Okay, man. Well, uh, I hope I don't see you out there stranded with a packed-in air filter. Uh, have fun with that. Is that a threat? Is that a threat? All right, so that, that guy disappears. I have imagined as a sidebar, 
now I'm thinking Jolt is probably like OG Jolt is definitely mm. like hyper yellow, like the lemoniest lemon, like acid looking. But I think on Bolt's request, they put in some glitter. <laughs> it's like some edible glitter. Oh God. So like when you do the, it like <laughs> makes a glittery spray. Oh my God. That seems on brand, right? Oh, uh, like maybe gold glitter, yes. you know? So it kind of fits the, uh, the yellow theme. That's good stuff. There's some liqueur that has that in it what? where it's gold, gold slugger. Yeah. Really? It's like a cinnamon. Yeah, it's got shaved Ugh. gold pieces in it. It's got shavings. So you drink gold. They, what kind of rich people nonsense is that? Well, I've, my understanding is the purpose is the the gold flakes create like minor lacerations like in you when you what drink the it. Fuck? Be, and then the alcohol is more easily absorbed into your system. Because yeah, because I want to lacerate my throat to get drunk better. I guess. I don't know <laughs> how true that is but the second person that comes through is a grimy looking yara lady who comes in on like a very beaten up dune buggy it's got mud and dirt caked all over it red splotches in the wheel wells she drives in very fast and peels into a stop right in front of the the dispenser sprays some dirt up into the air creates a cloud then gets out and starts pumping her gas I'm gonna whistle it. Man, that's a that's a nice rig you got there. Oh man, hey, what's with the the red in your wheel well? Oh, you you want me to get that off of there for you? What are you offering to clean it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a few credits, you know, maybe ten, and I can uh, I can get that all out of there. She uh runs a tongue over her teeth and looks down there in between you and it, and shrugs, and then reaches into a pocket and produces a couple of credits. You know, based on what your sign says, and tosses them to you, and says, "I want to see my face in them." <laughs> oh, who'd want to see your face in? Them? Oh, uh, I, yeah, yeah, no problem. And I just start about to start, and since I failed the role, uh, how do you want to go from there? <laughs> um, I think so. In this case, I think it just means that they were not impressed by your uh, performance. <laughs> or your, uh, your sales pitch, uh, she still pays you for it, but uh, I think the failure means that she does catch your your jab at her and does not look pleased by it. <laughs> All right, smart guy. I'll remember your face next time. Better not run into you out there. Ooh. Maybe this is when she's about to drive away. She revs her engine a little bit, snaps her glasses down over her <laughs> eyes. Major hindrance, enemy. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I mean, that would be really fun if she shows up later and we drag race well, or something silly like that. Let me just that. write this down. Her name is Claudia, by the way. Didn't come up because I didn't tell you her name, but it's <laughs> Claudia. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe you can tell because she has... A vanity plate? Yeah, or a vanity plate or her name is just like written somewhere. Okay, how about this? I got it. The hood of her car on the front has uh like one of those spray painted murals but it's of herself and she's just like <laughs> laying in a luxurious pose and it just says claudia and like a flowing script where did she get that done she's not gonna tell you i gotta know maybe maybe she did it herself you don't know it's beautiful so it's completely covered <laughs> by the mud and the, the dirt and stuff and when you pull it off that's what you see underneath oh so that's why she she put up with the jab she wanted to see her mural again she wanted to see herself in it Wonderful. She does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I roll common knowledge to see if uh, maybe I'm aware of this person having a reputation and like realized I just messed up sure, harder than I thought? 
Standard common knowledge. <laughs> what if a vanity plate is like, <laughs> it's like a crab pincer and then D-A, D-I-A, like yeah. claw, D-A. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, I feel. Then yeah, I think uh, th- the name does not mean anything to you. She seems smarmy, but uh, you don't recognize her. You've never heard the name. Paint job's pretty nice. It's, I mean, there's always going to be a level of wear and tear out here where the paint could look fresh after you've pulled it off, but there's still worn away bits, you know, pieces missing just from... Maybe it has like a shiny lacquer, on a the lacquer edges. over it. Okay. Nice. She stands by you as you're working, just nodding in satisfaction until she gets back in her ride and gives you a smirk. When she does that, I'm just going to wake at her and I, I like point my thumb over at my rig. It's like... Like to race you one day. <laughs> I bet you would. <laughs> Think that could keep up with me? You're crazy. Hey, man. Sometimes it's not about speed. It's about maneuvering. Mm. She takes a moment and nods at this and says, Well, maybe sometime when I'm bored. Lots of boring time around this place. Not for me. Bye, nerd. I mean, if, if you want to try to convince her to drag race here, I'm cool. I didn't plan that, but I'm totally cool with it. I want to I want to leave that hanging, you know, like like I want to go to her just enough that like if she sees me, she's definitely going to rev me if uh, we cross paths again. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So she hops in there after uh, refueling. She fires up the engine, slams on the accelerator and the wheels uh, spin and the car drifts back and forth a little bit, just spraying sand and debris up into the air before she peels out and heads back into the desert. Looking. uh, Let's see how how good, how cool she looks. She wouldn't have been a wild card, but she is now. Uh, she got a two and a two, so maybe she tries to peel out and uh, it stalls for just a second and then she recovers and purposefully does not look back to see if you've seen. You just hear this, the, the stall noise and the clutch furiously going just like, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she probably should have been a little more. I would have cleaned out the engine compartment too. Hmm. I like that uh, he just wouldn't be like, oh, shame you didn't ask about that. <laughs> it's on the sign. It's on the sign, man. Uh, well, she disappears. Time passes and another vehicle appears over a dune. And this one is, it's bigger than your Jeep, a truck, like a large SUV, very beaten and worn, just, you know, covered in grime, much like Claudia's ride was. It's got a roaring motor that you can hear from, you know, hundreds of yards away. And you can see it coming, and I think you probably recognize this vehicle. The rider who pulls up to a stop right in front of the gas tanks uh, where you're currently busking, he gets out of the vehicle. He's a tall and lithe Vellman with sandy brown hair that's trimmed pretty short uh, and a beard and mustache that match. Gray eyes that have the, you know, cat-slitted pupils like all Vell do. And he generally has an air of no-nonsense, but he's not necessarily like a hard-ass or serious. And this man's name is Zeph. Mm-hmm. Zeph is a member of your tribe. Oh. And more than that, Zeph's primary function is he's sort of a scout or a go-between. He is a core member of the tribe who regularly, you know, goes back and stays with the tribe and helps with stuff. But he reaches further than a lot of people do. Like, he goes out so that others don't have to go out. And I think that's probably why you guys have some crossover, because you do much the same thing, but you're not as much of a homebody as he is. And he probably has a greater 
buy-in for the the overall stake of the tribe, if that makes sense. Yeah. He pulls up, comes to a stop, gets out, walks around the vehicle. He probably saw you when he was driving in. Oh, Sai, figured I might run into you in this dump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what you been up to? And as you guys are having this conversation, you know, he's going over and he's getting the the nozzle to refill his vehicle. He doesn't seem to be overly aggressive or anything, but he, he definitely has sharp eyes on you. Well, I, uh, just checking out some stuff, uh, doing, doing some work around here, taking some, uh, uh, tourists on a tour once in a while to find some things they'd be looking for. You know, just, uh, trying to stay, uh, stay afloat so I can, uh, uh, br- you know, bring, bring back the, 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 the things we might be needing at home if, uh, uh, you know, when, when I get back, uh, out, out that way, you know, uh, uh, yeah. What is his disposition here? Nervous. Feel as though he's, uh, yeah, like, this, is he like, oh boy, I goofed up, or uh, I'm in a bad situation, or? I feel that something might be coming, you know? Gotcha. He might bring something up, yeah, he could pull a card, you know, he could make a, hey, we're tapping you like any uh interactions before but he could have an opinion about my absenteeism so oh absolutely trying to be mindful and sound like i'm trying to do my best you know sure gotcha you guys definitely have some level of history he's uh he's a bit older than you for certain i think he's probably mid to late 30s in terms of his you know maturity and overall appearance i don't think he's ever really been antagonistic with you but he is a bit of an overseer where like it's his one of his functions is to collect tributes or organize resources and keep tabs on what people are doing and where and why. So if Silica is more of a free spirit and uh, doesn't like to be tied down as much, then they could have butt heads over. They could have butted heads over that uh, in the past. Mm-hmm. But on this occasion, uh, you so you tell him that you're, you know, just doing some jobs here and trying to make some ends meet so you can make your way back out. How long has it been since uh, Set has been, like, back to the main tribe? Let's say months. Months? Yeah. And there's not... I don't think there's, like, a quantified... You are expected to check in every so often. It's more just... Maybe maybe uh, Set is more of an exception. Like, everybody else just sort of comes back at an appropriate level, but he's one of the few people who stays out more than he maybe should what's normal is like weeks and then he's like in a month gotcha yeah so he says so you uh take a take a tourist around and you got time to spit shine my ride huh he gestures at your your sign i mean i do i'm right here man you know my talent he says uh well show me what you got okay he cracks his knuckles and starts getting to it i'd already failed this role correct if i remember right the role that you had failed was the persuasion and performance to try to, you know, attract more business. Ah. And to me, that was representative of the Karnak who didn't really want anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Claudia's disposition during that interaction. Okay. If you would like to make an essence role here to see how good of a job you do, uh, I'm not going to ask you to, like, spend any PowerPoints or track that. But uh, yeah, I'm going to say that this one is going to be at a minus two just because of how how dirty his vehicle is overall. Could I spend five power points to bump something down a little bit because of how powerful, like if I'm going to put more into it than normal, 
Yeah, I think, yeah, sure. And use, like, my... That's, yeah, if you want to uh, spend power points to activate it, then I'll wipe the modifier. Then I got a five. Nice, success. I imagine his vehicle is, it's bigger and it's bulkier. I, I said it's like a large SUV. I think his might even be a little extra long so that there is more storage capacity in the back. Like, he can carry more stuff around with him. Kind of like the cargo Hummers that they have, where they have, like, a truck back on it, where it's really big yeah it's probably something closer to that i think that's a pretty good visual maybe he's got somebody who's you know riding shotgun with him just if it's not a good idea for him to be moving around by himself but how do you how do you impress him with cleaning off his vehicle you know lickety split i take like a moment and he sees me my playful attitude kind of drops a bit <sighs> take a deep breath and pick up the sand run it between my hands as it's falling through i close my eyes and I put my hands on the hood of his truck and I close my eyes. And you can see me tense up as all the dust and sand starts to vibrate on the car and then just levitate slowly and then whip back as quick as possible off to one side away from the people and then fall in like a wave to the side outside of where the gas pump is on the opposite side of that. Very cool. Yeah, he uh, he's standing there. He's got his arms folded, you know, not aggressive, but more just I'm curious to see how this is going to shake out. But uh, you pull a shocking amount of debris out, you know, from under the hood and the engine, everything. You just, you know, funnel it right out into a big pile and he watches it swirl through the air. And uh, once it's out, he raises his hand to signal the person who's still in the vehicle who fires the engine back up. It certainly sounds like it's running better than it was before. So he pumps his eyebrows in surprise, I think. He, he probably knows what you're capable of, but hasn't spent enough time around you to see the dividends and the returns on that. Takes a pointed look at your sign and pulls a couple of credits out of his pocket and hands them over to you. Uh, you know, I was going to consider that to be... Uh, you know, more community service, but job's a job, and uh, if you're out here working for money anyway, you might as well get paid, huh? Uh, I'm gonna look at it and then politely roll his fingers back onto the money. I was like, hey, know your tribe. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good of you to remember that. You know, don't forget about everybody else. You're a little behind on contributions. That's... Not too much of a hard ass on you, but people are starting to notice. You know, wondering where you've been all this time, and uh, it's not like you're that far away. Starting to wonder why you're not poking your head in more. Yeah, it's just, um, you know, they, uh, just, just some, some things they're a little, uh, stuck in the mud about, I guess. Are you in some kind of trouble? No, no, I'm, you know, back at home, there's just some, they don't agree with, you know, how they do things. Just the way we, you know, around here, they, they're they using a lot of stuff. And, and I know it, it, back at home, it's harder to keep it running and working, but I think it helped help us out a lot, you know? Yeah, you know, it's always a balancing act. Is the old guard who always knew how to do it one way and any deviation from that gets looked on. I, I get all that, but uh, if you care, you gotta show me care. No. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's okay to be away, but uh, I'm just trying to learn, man. I'm just trying to learn this this stuff, you know. Maybe figure out a way we can help have it help back at home. Mm. He nods to that. You got any plans? Anything you're working on right now? 
I got a, I got an idea somewhere to check out. Got a lead on something, but um, you know, I'm just trying to fill up my gas tank to head that way. Gas tank. Speaking of gas, that's well, you know, that's why I'm here. Um, I don't usually make my way out this far, but uh, fuel reserves are a little bit low back home right now. Sometimes we gotta dip into the outside to refill those coffers, you know. And we got enough to get by, but I'm able to go a little bit further, so I'm trying to pick up some of the slack by outsourcing it, but it's expensive. You know, we don't really traffic in a lot of these credits. Yeah. Gotta save them for when it matters. Is there anything I can do to help? Yes. You can, uh, you can get more fuel. Yeah, yeah, we can work on that. But, uh, that's something you could do. You pull in a couple of trailblazers. You know, they're hard to catch, but, uh, your ride's a little faster than mine, I think. So these, these things are... They're worth their weight in gold. You know, they, uh... They, you know, we traffic much in gold out here, but... Yeah, you get a couple of those organs. probably worth more than gold around these parts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you bring a couple of them down. I mean, one of those... I don't know what it's called, a bladder, something like that. Whatever, whatever organ it has, you know, makes that uh, high concentration, the, what do you call it? What is that stuff? The grease? <laughs> sure, you know, it's like a grease, whatever they, you know, we can distill it. We can, uh, you mix it with water, it makes the, any waves at the gas pump, the fuel. Yeah, uh, yeah, I could take a shot at it, man. Yeah, well... If you can, be a big help. It'd certainly go a long way to paying off some perceived debts. Mm. Do you uh, you know where they've been the where they've been running around lately? Maybe give me a, maybe I can head that way. I think he can give you a heading like a general direction. But the thing about trailblazers is they they move pretty fast. Yeah. I think their their standard speed, like their normal top speed, is about fifty miles per hour which is on par with, like, how fast a horse could run at top speed. Really? Um, yeah, I, wow. I googled this, don't worry. I did my my research. Why don't you go ahead and roll me, I'd say, either a common knowledge or maybe a survival at minus two? Yeah. To see how much you know about trailblazers and their capabilities. Okay. And then you'll get some amount of information regardless of how you do. But I'm going to spend a bit get a success on that. Or raises. That was sure. all but the worst roll. Okay, I got two fours, so four. Oh, and were you rolling uh, common knowledge or survival? That was survival. Survival. Okay, so with a success, um, you know that trailblazers are fast. You know they're they're birds in our world. They'd be similar to like ostriches. It's probably like an ostrich, like an ostrich road runner cr uh, crossed with yeah. a road runner. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's a little bit bigger. It's ostrich-sized, but it's more Roadrunner-esque. Uh, they run extremely fast. They have the ability to put on bursts of super speed, where they run at, like, even double that speed. They have a gland that secretes this flammable, viscous liquid or oil-like substance, which is what they're most sought after for, because you can use it as a, like, a distillate to make fuel, like an organic fuel. And of course, they have delicious meat, which you sampled earlier. Spicy. Uh, and is not as common. One of the reasons people can even get the meat is 
like finding dead trailblazers in the wild, like freshly dead ones, which is one of the reasons that it's more rare is they're so fast, they're hard to catch and kill unless you set up traps or something like also, that. Sometimes a collision with one probably would happen once in a while. Absolutely. Yeah, that might even be. Yeah. You know, they can leave trails of fire when they're running. That's probably the extent of what you know. Fire theme, run real fast. Valuable. Money. Yeah, money. They're most commonly procured when they're just found dead in the wild. So both their meat and the organ that can be harvested are not as good in that state. Mm -hmm. But if you can get a fresh kill, then they're much more valuable. You manage to rope something like that in. If you want to take a crack at it, you can come find us, drop it off, or take it back home, or we can have a drop here. Anything you can do is a big help. It'll go a long way. It'll get people off your back, too. If I get one, I'll bring it home for you guys. He nods at that. How's everything else? Kind of fun, actually. Fun. That's uh, that's good. Well, I hope you, uh, I hope you enjoy your fun. Yeah. His demeanor is, he's not like hammering this into you, but you can tell he's, he's making something of a point here. Well, when you're, uh, when you're done with your fun, if you can help us out with those trailblazers, that'd be a, a big win. Otherwise, you get something else. Maybe that'll work too. Hold up. Just uh, don't get yourself. Yeah. Hurt. Um. Actually, uh, maybe I can help you out right now for a second. Could um, is there a way I could go back to Vigo and try and negotiate using some of my credits to give him one die type worth of fuel to bring back? Uh sure. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can go have that conversation with Vigo. You're you're just trying to use some of your own credits to buy some amount of bulk fuel for them to take back. Yeah, a while. just to help out in the intermedium because I I he like he shows up and now I kind of feel bad about being on my adventures. Oh, for sure. I feel like when they walk into the garage, it's just as Sia had cut the line <laughs> that drenched her face in oil. That's She's cute. just mopping up as Vigo's still laughing at her as he's doing something else. <laughs> Your friend's breaking stuff. Uh, yeah. Um. She looks over to him with apologetic, but maybe not as full of remorse as they could be. Yeah. I have, like, he's got kind of a, a small moment of relief that, like, oh man, I'm so glad it wasn't me again. <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to buy fuel, this would, I think, count as something that's outside of your normal price range in terms of, like, you're trying to buy bulk. Yeah. So it's not like just whole, like, even a refill on like your own A big vehicle. enough purchase to make an impact on my material wealth. This would be a roll of your wealth die. You can get support from allies with this, but if things go badly, it also affects your allies' wealth. Let's see here. The GM should add bonuses for savings or deals, subtract penalties for expensive purchases, or rule out altogether purchases beyond the character's means. Um... I don't think there's significant modifier here. I think that, you know, fuel is always a commodity that's in demand. Yeah. I don't think Vigo would give you any special discounts on it because of that. Um, so I think it'll probably be a flat roll. Critical failure means the buyer can't scrape up the needed funds at the moment, but may try again the next week or after they obtain one or more rewards. With a regular failure, the buyer can either forego the expense or buy it, but go broke regardless of wealth die. 
Success means you purchase the item, but your wealth is reduced to die type until I feel your finances are restored. And raise means you can buy it without reducing your wealth. Okay. And it's a... Uh, so why don't you go ahead and make the roll uh, and then this we'll uh, figure out what happens from there. Yeah, so yep. I get my wild. It's treated like a trait, and uh, D6 is the default if you don't have any edges. Uh, they both it. blow up. Uh, second one blows up. Uh, so that's a 15. Success with a raise. Okay, that means that it does not impact your finances in any significant way. So maybe it's just you guys did end up doing a good enough job for him and from, you know, busking outside that you've pulled together enough funds and you have enough saved up from previous jobs that you can, you know, just spend it as a bulk purchase on this. Easy as you pleasey. Easy as you pleasey. So he shrugs and he says, um, yeah, sure. If you want to give away some of your, your earnings, far be it from me to tell you how to spend your money. I'm a little behind with those guys anyways, you know, trying to trying to stay square. Uh, debtors, huh? Mm, it's family. Oh, even worse. The worst kind of debts. You can never get rid of them. <laughs> I think his voice is starting to shift now. But I'm just going to lean into it. <laughs> Maybe it oscillates. Maybe it's because he always has Cory dust on him. It's fucked up his brain. <laughs> God. God. Oh, man. Oh, he's all scuffled dust out for a moment there. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> like, oh I'm imagining like Fatty from fucking Ferngali. <laughs> just the, the eyes winking and blinking back and forth so yeah he will uh he'll work with you to you know get the fuel reserves set up uh they'll top off their vehicle and you know give them if they have a tank to take some back otherwise that could be part of what you purchase and hand off to them mm-hmm. yeah i mean once you get everything settled up outside uh with zeph he this has certainly you know made a dent in his perception of you, you know, with that you're just willing to buy that bulk fuel out of hand to take back. And he says, well, yeah, there's no telling how long it's going to last, but uh, this is this is going to make a difference. Yeah, man. Good work, Sai. You know, sometimes I get over my head, you know, I, I forget to come home. It just the world's a big place. And I'm, I'm learning that hmm. and it's always bigger than you expect. But, you know, I know not everybody understands, but, you know, Family's family, and you run into trouble, or you need somewhere to stay, you know, come on back. Don't forget everybody, because they ain't going to forget you either. Yeah. But, if you still get those trailblazers on top of this, he just leaves that hanging and starts climbing up into the cab. And if you don't have anything else to say to him, he will fire it up and start driving away. As he uh, fires it up, I'm going to grab out another and crack it to him and cheers him and then start drinking as I walk back to the garage. Howdy, everybody. Welcome to the end of another Silica Valley on the main feed. I think I'd like to say thank you to patrons up front this time, because without one very special patron, Chase Absher, the show would not only not be possible, but it wouldn't even exist. Thank you, Chase. Some other patrons I'd like to say thank you to are Michael, Valentine, and Ezra, as well as Caleb Sunstead, Jackie, Davriel, Zach, Ben Hatton, and Paxton. Thank you all so much for your support. It means the world. 
We have at least one more episode of Silica Valley on the main feed before we get to this season's Q&A with a special guest moderator. More information on that next outro. Music this episode was provided by Marcus D., who you can find at MarcusD.net and at MarcusD on Twitter. He's a cool guy. Go check out his stuff, please. Especially with Bandcamp Friday coming up in two Fridays. Check it out. He's got quite the discography. And the theme song is by myself. As far as our usual links, you got us on Twitter at RPG for you and me. You got me on Twitter at you see the hat. You got us on Patreon at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. We've been dropping full episodes on Patreon pretty much weekly for the past uh, at least eight months. So we have a backlog. Absolute Zero is kicking off in an unexpected direction, but a very exciting one. And we're getting into some real exciting story arcs for Silica Valley in its second season. And I'd love to share it with y'all. We're doing a giveaway on Twitter when we hit 200 followers. Wow, 200 people? Oh my gosh, we're only a couple away. So we're going to be giving away some regulator badges when that happens. So if you want it to happen faster, tell your friends. <laughs> Shameless plug. Maybe if you've got the time, a little five-star rating and review on iTunes. Or is it Apple Podcasts now? What are the kids using these days? Savage Worlds was created by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, and you can find them and their products online at peginc.com. See you in two weeks. Hope you're doing well. Have a really fun Halloween. See you next time.